theyeshiva.net. Rishim Lerish Hashanah, 124. What's the sikkim? What's the summation? Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Alekecha Ki Chashalta Ba'aveinecha So the Nekuda of the word was that the essence of Shuva is the cognizance that on one level the person stumbled, the person fell, the person failed, the person made a mistake, the person hurt themselves, the person hurt others, the person hurt Kavayachad But Tshuva also includes another dimension, another awareness, equally important. And that is the awareness that on a, in a deeper space, there was absolutely no sin. Because the, 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 the essence of the self, the essence of the soul, the Yisrael of the Neshama, remained untarnished. It remains untarnished. Why? Because by definition, that space is a chelik eleka mimal, and it's always yachid, echad, yachid, and meyuchid. And Hashem Yisbarach belishum pirid b'shum it can't, nor does it want to be separated from Hashem. It's always one, it's always connected. And this exists in every single Jew. And this is who he is. This is his essence. This is the Yisrael of the Neshama. Just like Kevayachal, the divine energy, this Memale and Saiviv. So Memale is, of course, real. It's the, it's the manifested energy that we feel. But it's only the restricted energy that we feel. The truth is that even in the presence of Mamale, there is Saiv of Kalama. Saiv of Kalama means the pure, uninhibited, infinite presence of God in every space, in every situation, in every time. The Neshama also has these two pchinas. There's the Mamale Kalaman of the Neshama. In other words, there's the aspect of the soul that is restricted, it gives vitality to the body. It gives vitality to the mind, which is, of course, the source of the vitality of the body. It's a seichel, and that's what all the svarim that speak about a neshama in terms of electricity, in terms of chius, in terms of ruchnius, in terms of havana, in terms of nefesh hamaskelis, as the Rambam puts it often, the nefesh that's shaykh to understand, to be masik, to be maven, the tzalem elakim, the tzalmenu kidmuseinu, yes. But that is ultimately just like you say, who's God? The Rebbeinu Shalaylam. Is that true? Of course it's true. He's the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. But that's still Mamalakalam. The Heilike Bashefer, right? God, the Creator, the Master of the Universe. That's all. It's true. Mamalakalam is true. He fills the worlds. But that's the trickle. That's the limited expression of energy that we can somehow wrap our brains around, even also to a limited degree how much we can wrap our brains around. And every person to a different capacity, and every soul to a different capacity, and every world to a different capacity. You can't say, you can't compare what Bamalakalaman means in the world of Asiya to what Bamalakalaman means in the world of Yitzir, in the world of Bri, in the world of Atsilas, which are really parallel states of consciousness as discussed once. Um, uh, the four worlds, parallel states of consciousness where there is more or less consciousness of the 
of the energy that they can perceive and wrap their brain or soul around. And the same is true in Neshama. But the etzim of the Neshama, the truth of the Neshama, is the full intensity of the Neshama, is what? That it is the divine. It's a chelik al-kamimal, it's not shayachet. I shuva Yisrael, he says, what shuva Yisrael? What happens is that through chet, ki chashalta bavinach, when you're walking and your feet bump in, stumble into a rock or another obstacle, and therefore the person loses balance, and the body and the head, the legs, the whole body, including the feet, the legs and the feet, and the head are not in unison anymore, and the person gets into a situation, disarray and chaos because they're out of balance, spiritually speaking, what happens is, the chait affects the ragle hanashama ki chashalta and now they cannot experience anymore the light of the head. The sun always shines, but the moon is sometimes in a position where it cannot reflect, it's incapable of receiving and reflecting the light of the sun. So when you look at the moon, all you see is darkness. But this doesn't mean that the sun is not shining in its full intensity. So we have a, a, a very interesting visual, a very, I guess, a very practical visual. You know, sometimes you look up and there's black clouds. And the black clouds are very powerful, they're black. But above the black clouds, there's a blue sky. And a person has to always be able to remember that there's a blue sky above the black clouds. But the black clouds are not reflecting the blue sky. So Shuvah Yisrael, Yisrael has to be returned in order to be able to be in unison with Yaakov so that the sun should be able to be reflected in the moon. And that's what Shuvah necessitates. The process of, after discovering that there's a part of you that never sinned, that never could sin, and therefore never could be fragmented or separated from Hashem. It's not shaykh, even if you tried. Because that space of Yisrael remains by definition divine, and therefore cannot be corrupted by anything or by anybody, even the person's mistakes himself. What happens is, I am detached from that part. I'm not aware of it. There's a new eye that takes over that eye. Now he continues. It's 124, the second column, Drushim Rosh Hashanah. Fifteen lines from the top of the second column. For this, you need Tshuva. This is also an inner the inner meaning of the Pasuk. This Pasuk is difficult. Why is Hashem's name repeated three times? Three names in this Pasuk. It could have been a far simpler verse. Shema Yisrael, Hero Israel, Hashem Echad. God is one, not a whole pilpul, a whole lambdas. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Eloikeinu, the God who is our God, Hashem, that God is one. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad. 
Lama Tzorich Gimel Shemus. Lama Nemar Gimel Shemus. Why do you have three names? Shema Yisrael Hashem, Elikeinu, Hashem Echad. When you want to say Echad, he's one. However, you touch Echad. Why three names? Achapirushu Kach. Pirush is the Pirush is this. First of all, Shema Loshen Havona. The word Shema doesn't only mean to physically hear, physically listen, it means to discern, to understand. We have a few places in Tanakh. Daber ki avdecha. Speak because your servant is listening. Listening doesn't only mean I'm listening. It means I'm, 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 I'm listening with an inner ear. I'm ready, I'm capable of understanding. Shema Yisrael means understand. Like we say in English, you know, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you means I'm listening to you. I'm absorbing it. Deadheading, yeah. There's heading and there's deadheading, yeah. So he says, Shema Yisrael Lashnavon. Yisrael, Upchines HaMeshama, Nikri Yisrael. Who's Yisrael? We learned Yisrael is the aspect of the Neshama, which is called Yisrael, in contrast to the aspect of the Neshama, which is called Yaakov. The call Echad, listen to the words here. The call Echad, Sarech Loimah, Neshama. Every Jew has to turn to his own soul, to himself, and has to say, Shema V'hovin, Ata Yisrael, The first thing you have to tell yourself twice, three times a day is, You're a Yisrael. That's the first thing you have to say. Shema, understand. Yisrael, you talk it to yourself, you have to identify yourself as Yisrael. Don't identify yourself as damaged goods. Don't identify yourself even in terms of a soul, Yaakov is also Nishkan Kleina Madrega. Yaakov is Kansa Faina Madrega. But to identify yourself as a Yisrael, what means a Yisrael? You're in the most wholesome, sacred, powerful, divine space that you're capable of being. That's who you are. Shema, you should understand. You should dare hair. You should get it. Yisrael. I'm a Yisrael. I'm talking to me. You are Yisrael. Shema v'ovin. Ato Yisrael. It's you. You are the Yisrael. Pchinas Hanashama. Ah, you look at yourself and you have insecurities and you have fears and you were abused and you have addictions and you have this problem and you have that problem and you have all these toxic stuff and you have moods and you have the suffering from this and suffering from that and on top of all of it you have plenty of guilt because of all the mistakes you made. Nonetheless, it doesn't take away from the fact that you are Yisrael. Ah, you'll tell me you're not Yisrael. No, no, no. You are Yisrael. It could be that you were living your life not based on you. That's possible. This is not naivete. This is not denial where everything is rosy. We're talking about shuva. We're talking about shuva. This is talking about a very honest... Um, it's very important to understand. This is not about uh, uh, feel good pop stuff. Where are oh, you? Just perfect. You're good. You made mistakes. You made mistakes. You have to repair them. You sin. You have to do tshuva. This is coming from an author of a shulchan aruch. So, and if you know his shulchan aruch, you understand this. <laughs> It's, it's important to understand, but what he says is everything should be in context. You have to put it in context. Who are you? Who are you? Be'emes. You are Be'emes Yisrael. And that state is perpetual. It's consistent. It's not like you ruined it. You're damaged because you... Everybody else is Yisrael besides you. No. Shema Yisrael. That's number one. Next. 
So kol echetzorich loymal neshama shmavav and ati yisrael pchinas neshama. Now comes the next step. Hashem elikenu. There's Hashem and there's elikenu. What's Hashem elikenu? Essentially, they parallel the two states of the soul. Yutke vafke, as he said, represents soiv of kolalman. Elikim midas hatzimtzu midas hadin midas hateva. Elikim is eighty-six begematri hateva, and here it's not only elikim; it's elikenu which means it's an individualized God, right? Elikim is the only name that changes relative to people. There's no name of Hashem that changes. Yutke Vovke, you don't say Yutke Vovke Shali, Shalonu, Shaloi. It's Yutke Vovke, Shindalud Yud, Aleph He Yud He, Tzvokos, all the names. Eleka. Elikim is Elikim, is the noun. There's Elekai. Elekainu. Right, elikenu. There's elikeaviseinu. So suddenly it becomes it becomes like an individuated God. Women elikai, elikenu, elikenu, elikeaviseinu, elikeavram. Suddenly he's Avram's God. Well, he's not. He's Avram's God. He creates the whole world because you're dealing with the individual relationship that trickles down into your situation. It's the custom made energy. That's what elikim. Elikim is 86, the Pardus says, the Ramak says, Begematria Teva. So you have Hashem and you have Elikim. Hashem, who pirushay hoya hoya vaviyi bedegech. Hashem is Yudke Vavke, has three words in Yudke Vavke. Hoya, Yud Hey Yud Hey, Hoya, Hey Vav Hey, Yiyah, Yud Hey Yud Hey. All three words are in that word. Yudke Vavke has Hoya, the word Hoya, he was, Hoya he is, Yiyah. And it's all in one word, representing it's simultaneous. How can it be simultaneous? Because it transcends time. Because it transcends space. Because it transcends seichel. Because it's infinite. So therefore, That's why the past, present, and future could be hinted in one word. Because Hashem is So now we say this. The first thing you have to know is your Yisrael. Hashem... Which is That is It's brought in the tour, Shulchanaruch, that when you say the word Kelikim, Kale, you have to be Mechavan that he's Baal Hakoiches. Kale in, in Tanakh means someone who professes strength, power. You have as Rashi means this Ele Ha'aretz Lokach. He took from the Ele, Ele, like uh, Ele is a, is a, a leader, a, a one of authority. So Elikim represents Koyach, Choyzek. Elikeinu is our Koyach, our Chayas. Hashem, that's Elikeinu, Hainu Koycheinu V'chayiseinu. That is our Koyach and our Chayas. That is my life, it's my energy. So you have Hashem, which is Elikeinu, Hashem Echad, Hukul Echad, it's really all one. And this level of the neshama, which is called Yisrael, is completely united with Havaya. Both names of Hashem and Kriyashma. So what the Zoya says in Parshas Achere, The Zoyar says there are three dynamics in the world. There's Torah, Eiraisa, Yisrael, and Kuchabrichu. In each one, there is the Sosim and the Galia. 
Sasa means the secret, the hidden. Galya means the revealed. There's the unconscious and the conscious. That which is beneath the surface, that which is, that which is on the surface. That which is the sasim, sasim from the word sasum, concealed, galya from the word gilui, legalis, revealed. Hainu, so what's the pshat? In Taira there's sasim and galya, in Yisrael there's sasim and galya, and in Kuchabricho there's sasim and galya. In a Jew, I could look at a Jew and see the galya on the surface. I could see the sasim, the hidden, the secret. Taira, I could look at Taira and see the galya, I could see the sasim. There's the Galia and there's the Sasa. So the Balatanya says, The Galia is Mamalakalam. That's the way Yabunu Shalalam manifests himself. He doesn't mean here revealed that a person can't be an atheist. Revealed if you want it to be revealed. In other words, revealed in the sense that it's a living organism. The world is a living place. Yes, some people attribute it to uh, random mechanical forces. But it's still a living world. It's a dynamic world. Whether you call it God or you call it something else, that's, that's sometimes an issue of semantics or whatever the issue is. But it's Galia. There's something revealed. Sasim is who Hashem is, not who He projects Himself to be, tailor-made to the individual chemistry of the Nivra. That's Sasim. Ukamaykin Yisrael, Sasim Vagalia. So the Jew is also Sassim Vagalia. What's by the Jew Sassim Vagalia? Hainu Shabchinis Yisrael Zalbchinis Asoyvev Amakiv Shabbatasham. The Yisrael relates to the Sassim of Kuchabrichu, and the Yaakov relates to the Galia of Kuchabrichu. So the Galia of the Jew, we're talking here about the Galia of the Nefeshel, the Kis. Yaakov and Yisrael is not the animal soul and the divine soul. That's something else. The, the, the animal soul is already what part of the realm of concealment. That's not mamale. Well, everything is mamale, but over there, mamale is already in a clip. It's in a shell. It's in a husk. This is talking all in the godly soul. That's why it relates to kuchabrichu, kuchabrichu sasim. The question is if it's the sasim of the Jew or the galia of, or the galia of the Jew, or the sasim of Torah and the galia of Torah. So tshuva begins by fixing the galia, but how? By aligning it with the sasim. What's trying to aligning with the sasim? You have to tell yourself that the greatest mistake you have is you don't realize that Hashem is Elokeinu, that you're making a distinction between soivav and mamalek. Hashem echad. It's not there's no two gods. It's one. In other words, in other words, your wholesomeness, your sacredness is not somewhere in an aloof space. That is who you are. You have to be able to connect the details of your life, the intricacies of your life, the manifestation of your life with the core of your life. You have to be able to connect the branches to the root. You have to be able to connect your outer life with your inner life because there's really no distinction. It's not pshat memalek kalam as a psanaya ebrish to chas v'shalom. It's the zel b'soiv of kalam. We talk here about it in two because from our perception, we make these distinctions, and that's what tshuva is. Tshuva is basically healing your perception of the delusion that you are detached from God, Re- realizing that every detail. The vitality that comes into the pinky, 
the vitality that flows into the worm, that flows into the blade of grass, that flows into the heartbeat, that is Hashem. Havaya Eloikeinu. The Yudke Vavke, which is Lamailam and Azman, that is Koicheinu Vachayuseinu. Even if my eyes only perceive one trickle of it. So Bemailam the Nesham also. So Shema Yisro. First of all, you have to know your Yisro. You say, well, what's a Yisrael? Oh, I have a pintaliyid somewhere in the core of my soul, somewhere in heaven. Maybe I used to, my, my, my <coughs> elder Zayda was a holy Jew. No, 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 no. You're making a mistake. Hashem Eloikeinu. The Hashem, which is really Koicheinu V'chayuseinu. Hashem Echad. It's completely one. Of course you have to have the three names. That's your whole word. Hashem Echad. You missed the point of the message. The point of this Pasuk is the realignment of the self. That in every situation you can access wholesomeness. Because there's no such a thing, there's no split personality. You're not two people. You're one person. Your sin is not allowing you to see that you're one person. That's the Chet. That's what you need Tshuva. That's what you need Tshuva on. But mainly you'll fix the sins. Of course you're going to fix the sins. If it's not you, of course you want to fix it. Why should you carry on yourself a washing machine that's not part of you? I put a washing machine on your shoulders and I say, walk with it. At some point you say, for some reason it's not my body, but what if you decided that you are the washing machine? Of course you have to walk around with it. That's what people do. They're walking around with washing machines on their shoulders. Once you realize you're not the washing machine, you throw it off. Whatever you have to do to throw it off, yes, mechili, yes, mechili, you do tshuva. But for this you have to realize the Hashem Echot. So the inspira- let me understand. So the inspiration of the Jew is twofold. First, to realize that no matter what happens, there's a part of us that has never been chote, there's the nefesh, uh, there's the uh, Yisrael. Yisrael, that's untouchable, <laughs> immutable. But the second one, that's that, but that wouldn't be enough without saying Hashem Echad, because then you would say, Shkoyach, that's great, but how in the world, that's beyond me to even right. to remain connected. So the second one is to say Hashem Echad, really, that is still you. there for you to yes. be taxed. So it's the two states. Not only it's there for you, it is you. Right, as somebody once said, you're not the drop in the ocean. The entire ocean is in the drop. You're not the drop in the ocean. The whole ocean is in the drop. That's what he's saying. That's perspective number two. That's the second state here. Shema Yisrael. Hashem is Elekeinu. Hashem which is Elekeinu. Hashem Echot. It's all Hashem. And now he goes back to Hashem, because Yud Kevavke, Sevev Kalaman. And just like it's in Hashem, it's reflected in the Jew as well. What's the next Pasik right after Shema Yisrael? Vahafta es Hashem Elekecha. Why? Because when a person becomes cognizant of this, he is from the word Tvuna, his Boyninus, meditation, awareness. From this is aroused the love to Hashem, and that's the next pasuk. Here again, why the redundancy? So he says, because he's always your God. It's not even like the relationship between a son and a father. The son also comes from a father. 
a child is the embodiment of the egg and the cell, the seed, the sperm that comes from the father. The, the seed ultimately is rooted in Moya Cha'av, in the brain, in the mind, in the soul of the father. But Va'afal became Nifrid Mimenu. But at some point, even if it's hard for parents to acknowledge, especially for mommies, he becomes independent. <laughs> yes, there used to be, I could look at my son and say, you know, once upon a time you were me, <laughs> and I was you. <laughs> there was no separation. And sometimes mothers forever look at their 60-year-old babies, and they still see, you know, the, the, the kid in the womb. <laughs> He's not... <laughs> But at some point there's a nifrit. Nonetheless, a father loves his son. A functional, healthy father doesn't say, oh, I don't know you anymore. But we all know there's different relationships between parents and children. There's a child who's capable of sacrificing himself for the love of his father. He feels his father's love so much. You see, he starts interesting. He starts off with the father's love to the son, and then he goes the other way, because he's trying to say something. He's so, Avas Aviv doesn't mean he's Moise Nefesh because of his love to his father. He's Moise Nefesh because of his father's love to him. The love of his father is so meaningful to him, it's so profound, it's so real for him, that it triggers in him the desire to give up his life for his father. V'yesh ben shein lemesiris nefesh. Child who says, listen, Tata, you know, I come first. And he says, V'gam there's no such obligation. The morality of Yiddishkeit could not demand from a child to give up his life for his father. Ki The famous statement of Rabbi Akiva in Baba Metziah, Samach Beis, your life comes first. the your father loses his iPhone, and you lose your iPhone, you could go search for your Aveda first. I is your father, because Halach acknowledges that even though once upon a time you were your father, you were your mother, you're an extension of father and mother, but you assumed an autonomous identity. Are there children who are still capable of putting their father before them and sacrificing their life? Of course, but it's Eina Shavu Nefesh. Because he becomes an independent reality. And that's important for a parent to understand. It's important for a child to understand. He becomes, he's supposed to become a mohus Is there a mitzvah of kibbud Of course. But this doesn't mean that there's no child. There's an independent reality, an entity called the child. With an Hashem and Hashem, it's not that way. When you want to understand what a Yisrael is, Yisrael is the child when it was still like the child in the Mayachav, the Hashem is completely one with him and is not separated whatsoever. Therefore, it's inevitable. That her love permeates her whole heart and her whole soul. That's why you start off, once you say, Shema Yisro, you're a Yisro. Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echad, Vahavtes Hashem Elekecha. This Hashem is your God. What do you mean, it's my God? He says, it's still Elekecha, it's Tomid Elekecha. By a child and a father, they were once completely one. But you can't say that one is 
persists. There's ultimate an element of separation. It has to be that way. When it comes to the neshama, you say, Va'aftas Hashem Eloi Kecha. This Yud Kei which is Saiv of Kalalman, this is your God. Back to Elikim, back to Mamale. It's your, your individual God, your individual identity. You're an individual person. What is that individuality? That's also Saiv of Kalalman. That individuality is an expression of Elikus, it's divine. In other words, you are divine. Your Elikecha is divine. God is your God. In other words, my individual energy, that is Havaya Elikecha, and it's always completely one. There's no separation whatsoever. Even though it's Mamale. Yes. Hashem Elikeinu, Hashem Echad. The distinction is our perception. It's not a real distinction. It's not like Mamale is birth, and you say, goodbye father, goodbye mother. Mamale is just how the energy is perceived in the details of the of the capacity, according to the capacity of every nivra. But what is it essentially? It's soiv because God is one; He's indivisible. It's not like there's a Hashem of soiv, Hashem of mamali. That's against achdus Hashem, Hashem and therefore ve'ahafta. When you realize this, muchrich hava. What does muchrich? Muchrich doesn't mean you're forced. Muchrich means it's inevitable. It's inevitable. If you know yourself, you have a haftas Hashem because that is who you are. You're one with God. You're always one. That is who you are. Not only who you are on a sub, 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 subconscious level, or on a super, super, super conscious level. Seviv, elekecha. He's yours. That which you call yours. That which I call mine. My identity. That's also havaya lekecha. So of course this sin doesn't belong to me. Of course, I dispose of it. This love which comes, why? Because Hashem, Soiviv, is Elekecha, is Mamale. Because Hashem is yours. Because Yisrael is Yaakov. So who are you? You are Yisrael. And that's why He's always your God. Even the you is also divine. This is the state, the truth of every Jew, even a Kalsha Bakalam. Kemaimer, it's a Befeder Shagamar and Sanhedrin. Afal Pishachata, Yisrael. Even though he sinned, he's a Yisrael. So the Veltaich is what Tzadafa Pishachata Yisrael, who he sinned, but he's still a Jew. What is the Alter Rebbe Taichin? Afal Pishachata. Yisraelu, there's a part that never sinned. Afal pi shechata, he sinned. Yisraelu, he says, what's a Yisrael? Not sure we still call him a Jew. Yes, of course, we call him a Jew. Kiddush of Kiddushin, etc. But uh, we're talking of serious chet. Afal pi shechata, Yisraelu, what's pshat now, Yisrael? That there's a space in him that never sinned. The sin is a rebellion against himself more than against anybody else. Yisrael, who he's still a Yisrael, that's his emes. The tragedy is he doesn't know that's his emes. That's why he's called, he calls himself a chayta. He calls himself a chayta. He doesn't know this is his emes. That's why he lichat chilasin. That's why you need the shuva Yisrael ad Hashem alakecha. The Yisrael should be realigned with the Yaakov, the Shema Yisrael. He has to tell himself, I'm a Yisrael. Even a kal shabakalim is a Yisrael. Afal pishachat Yisrael. Achaavi misuteres etzloi. This love is eclipsed. You can have a space of darkness, 
But really, hidden there is a candle. And if you just open up the closet, you open up, suddenly it's all light. So what do you have to do? You don't have to change the matzav. You just have to be megala what there is. Mastidim You have a place of darkness. It's all dark. Like the moon is dark. But the light is hidden there. You open up the hiding place. You expose the light. And the whole place gets filled with nair. The whole place, the oil like trickles down. The whole, the whole space is filled with oil. In other words, the inner essence comes out and emerges and fills the space of the whole person. And that's what healing is. This is what you have to do, tshuva. To remove the darkness. And to reveal the matzpun. You know what matzpun means? Today they call it matzpun conscience. Matzpun originally comes from the word tzafun, which means hidden, like the Afikoyman, right? In the Seder. Huh? Or the north, yeah. The north. Because the sun doesn't shine on the north side, it's hidden. Right. That's why the north is called Safan, because yeah, the sun exactly. doesn't shine there, yeah? So that's what he means, Legalus Matspoina, based on his metaphor that sometimes the sun doesn't shine. But it doesn't mean that there's no sun, because in the north it's cold. It's taka cold in the North Pole, but it doesn't mean there's no sun. It just means the access. The access was compromised. So I have to be Megala the Matspoon, I have to be Megala, the Mele Vizel Shuva Yisrael. This is Pshat Shuva Yisrael. Now that Yisrael has to do Shuva. Yisrael was never separated. Yisrael doesn't have to return. Shuvi Yisrael, I have to return to Yisrael. Yisrael has to return to me. We have to suddenly, we have to discover synchronization. The word symptom, it's always touched the contraction of divine energy. I'm saying the real, the real touch, the contraction of our perception of divine yes. energy. The real touch of symptom is not contraction of the divine energy, but the, our perception of, what did you say? Perception of Contraction of our perception of divine energy. Yes. We perceive it as contracted. We perceive it as contracted. Now, you're, you're bringing up a loaded topic. This wasn't so pushed. There was a big machlaikas about this. Is Tzimtzum Kipshutai or is Tzimtzum not Kipshutai? Darizal introduced the concept of Tzimtzum, and the big question was what does this mean? Is it authentic? Is it real? Or is it perception? Now, perception here doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> the perception was created by God, so it's not like perception. It doesn't mean you're a delusional, uh, you know, you're in hallucination. Uh, let me give you some medication. This perception is intrinsic to the drama of creation. We have to understand what we mean by perception. Perception here is serious perception, but ultimately perception. What? What's? What? Why? What? Who cares if it's perception or it's reality? If this is what you think is reality, it becomes reality, right? Sometimes it doesn't really matter. But it's very important, because the question is, if you can really find it within your own framework. That's the big document. If the tzimtzum is real, so then Mamali is divorced from Saivif. And ultimately, the self is a liability, and the world is a liability, to overcome, to surpass, to run away from. At best, it's a pathway to heaven if you behave. If the tzimtzum is not kipshutai, so then if you dig, the world is an opportunity to find the ultimate truth. You have to find it, you have to excavate it, but you don't have to run from it. And from this came two streams of consciousness in Yadus. And the streams still, still have tremendous impact today, different views. 
there was the view of the Baal Shem Tev, the view of the Balatanya, of this school of thought, the school of Chassidus, which saw that Simtsum is not Kipshutai. With Netanya, there's a whole long discussion of it in the second section, Shari Yichid Ramunah Perik Zion, and the school of the Vilnagon, who wrote that the Simtsum was Kipshutai. Not just the Vilnagon, big, big, big Mikabalim before the Vilnagon already. <coughs> and uh, the Balatanya discusses this debate in the Tanya Shariyichad Vemunapedik Zion, but its manifestations are very, very, are very, very powerful in terms of, I would say, the ultimate, the ultimate key issue is if uh, the world is a liability or the world is an opportunity. That's the real key nafkamena. And it's not just the big world, it's my own world, the psyche. Is the psyche ultimately a liability? Is personality a liability? Is individuality a liability? Which we tolerate. And that's the Nisoyan and Nama de Chisufa and all that. Or is it ultimately the, the, you could find the ultimate truth there. So we have here, I would say, if you want to understand it historically, the brackets about Kuchabrichu, Nishama, and really relates to Taita, is really giving a very serious perspective on a major question people should ask when you finish this chapter. If this is true, why was this said in 17... Tovkov uh, Nunhe, 1795, right? Why doesn't... Uh, why don't, shouldn't you read it? Why shouldn't you read this in, in, in Gemara? <laughs> why shouldn't you read it in the Medrash? And I don't have to tell you how obscure this book is, at least at this point. How many people have access to it, and even people who own it, how many people read it, and how many people know how to read it even? Without, okay, no, more Chinese. Soivet, Mamali, Tsimtsum, Nisham, fine, Hakarad, and other few terms. This Chuvah, that Chuvah. But the truth is that this is the whole point here, that there's two streams. There's the Galia of Torah, and there's the Sasim of Torah. There's the Galia of Kuchibrichu, there's the Sassim of Kuchibrichu. There's the Galia of a Jew and there's the Sassim of a Jew. And both streams are very, very important to honor and to pay tribute and to understand their indispensable contribution. <coughs> and in some ways, it's not such an oversimplification, it's pretty accurate. You could say this. The whole path of Torah that we learn in our yeshiva system is primarily Galia of Torah, which is basically the will of God in terms of what, how He wants the world to be, how He wants you to live. We call it a Rechayim, a Deyev, an That's Galia the Torah. It articulates Ratzin Hashem in terms of Torah and Mitzvahs. It's the revealed surface of Torah. Which parallels Galia de Kuchabrichu, which parallels Galia de Yisrael, which parallels Yaakov. On this level, God says, There's a constitution. If you follow my will, you're with me. You don't follow my will, you get cut off. Depends how serious the Aver is. Some Averis is Malchus. Some Averis is a carbon. Some Averis is a carbon oil. Right? Mitzvah in the Gemara in Yuma, Mitzvah whatever, all these things. But there's a system. I'm an employer, I'm your creator, you're my employee, I created you, and there's a constitution, you follow the constitution, you're connected. You don't follow the constitution, you're not disconnected. There's certain circles by Jews, fine Jews, they call secular Jews Goyim. 
right? Goyim. Sometimes if a child is misbehaving, they'll say, Why? Because Galia, the Nichrasa, if you don't. If you, if you don't toe the line, whatever the line is, we're not discussing where that line came from and, and who created that line. And if that line is whatever, fine. Right or wrong, but you're, you're out of the system. You can't call yourself my employee and not show up for three weeks, but you still work in my company. You don't work in my company, you stop getting a paycheck. Makes sense. You can't have the cake and eat it too. Elamai, we say, you know, your mother is still Jewish, right? I can't deny that your mother is Jewish. I can't deny that you have some genes. I can't deny that maybe one day you'll do tshuva, you'll come back to the company, and, and we'll take you back if you if you rem- your remorse. That's on the level of... And it's, there's that element. There's that element. I rebel against my father. I rebel against my mother. The relationship is compromised. The Balshemtiv started to address Sosim the Yisrael, and that's primarily his language. So it's a new language. Say, what is this, a new language? And that's why some people had a very hard time with it. Because they felt you're going to destroy the whole Galia of Judaism. And it's very dangerous territory. There's somebody who often sits in Shir, and when I speak about this, he always asks the same question. And it's a very good question. He says, you realize that when you speak about this, you give people a license to sin. If you don't confuse them, it's just simple. You sin, you cut off. You do mitzvahs, you connect it. Stop making it, you know, you become, it becomes, uh, the boundaries get blurred. You invite chaos. You invite disarray. You understand? It's a very interesting point. Moral hazard. It's a moral hazard. People love the OCD. Of, of, of uh, I don't mean it literally, but I mean the, the, the clear boundaries of Judaism. It's Mount Krishna, it's 922. According to the Mogan of Rome, it's 853. And if you did Krishna after 853, you got to be fried. There's something nice about it, especially for people who need that. Okay, I'm, I'm being a little dramatic, but you get the point. What do you, what do you, what do you need me, my sis? You sure he never sinned, he never got separated in this. But the emphasis is that that question is itself based on the issue. Do we really trust people? Well, we don't. <laughs> that itself is based on this question. Do we really trust people? It's all dependent on this. Do I really trust you? In other words, who are you for real? Do I need to give you incentives to be religious? So it's either Elam Haba or whatever. Because I really don't trust you. But I tell you, if you're secular, you're going to get Malchus. If you're from, you're going to get Schar. The whole Yisoyed of the Baal was, you could really trust people. In other words, Torah and Mitzvahs doesn't have to be an You don't have to give an incentive. You have to find out who you are. <laughs> you don't have to reward a child to come home after school. You don't have to give a child a lollipop to go into the bosom of its mother. Why? You don't have to give him cotton candy and ice cream to go into the bosom of his mother. Why? Because that's where he is. To take him away, you have to give him a schar. So that's really the real question. Do we really, really trust the Jew at his core? And that's another major ramification. Do we trust people? Do we trust students? Do we trust kids? Do we trust Jews? 
are they guilty till proven innocent or are they innocent? It's it's a different. It's it's. The, I'm showing you how the tr- things trickle down. Now sometimes they get distorted in the process also, but it's important to see how things trickle down. So Sassim the Yisrael in the Baal writings and all of his students, you'll see. The focus is, you, know, you open up a Kedusha Slevi, you open up a Mori Vashem, you open up all this Svarim of Talmudia Baal Shem Tev. You, you right away feel this energy, especially if you're sensitive, that they're one and there's Dveikas and even a Russian. Right? That, that Sprach that became very, very prevalent. Very prevalent and, and many people forgot about today. So in many ways, the Baal Shem Tev started to speak about Soiviv. In one word, you could say he addressed Soiviv in God, Soiviv in the Jew. It's, it's, it's with Hashem also. Gali of Hashem is basically a God that there's systems. There's Midas Hadin. Soiviv, that's Mamali. Soiviv, within the system, the system is really just a... Uh, a uh, what's the word? The system is only a... a not incidental, but it's uh, it's only the way Shaivav is being displayed to our eyes. It's 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 the, it's, it's the method of communication. It's the Dibra Torah Kolashim Bnei Adam. Rashi says Shahaizen Lesabiris Haizen to be able to satisfy the ear. Right. So Mamala is God is very systematic, very systematic. You'll have a you'll have Shabbos Shuvad some of you have had experience with hearing different types of Shabbos Shuvad Rashas. One gets up and speaks about how God runs the world, how He punishes, how He rewards. If you do this, you have this, you have that. And all with sources. In Teres of Hashem Tev, you'll see that it's, it's a father. You just speak to your father heart to heart. There's no re- right? You could transcend all the systems. Which God are they talking about? Is he midas hadin? Is he midas harachem? So some of us make this surgery in God, you know, this midas hadin, midas harachem. If you do the right thing, you get him to change his mood. It's almost a shtickle of a desara. Doesn't work that way. Some say the other way. Huh? Some say the other way. Say the, <laughs> the other way. Okay, right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so, so you have here interesting things. So the washon sarta is being about soiviv in Hashem, soiviv in Torah, and soiviv in Anishama. Versus the other stream, which is the Galia, the Galia of Torah, the Galia of the Neshama, the Galia of Hashem. Then came the Balatanya. The Balatanya, his main contribution was that Soiviv and Mamale are really one. That was his thing. You'll see in all of his, my Marim, ultimately he goes back to the Nakuda. And that's why in his life he was Machabah the Tanya, he was Machabah the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch is classic Galia of Torah, with every Bamedvar and with every Shittu, with every Chumrah of the Magan Avram, the intricacies of Alocha. Then you have Torah's Hanister, Kabbalah Chassidus, which is Pnimi Torah. And his goal was the absolute synthesis. Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. That the, 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 the mistake is to divorce the two streams. And the divorcing of the two streams that ultimately is not true, not to one side and not to the other side. Because it's Hashem Echad. And even though in our perception we make those divisions, but that's a perception that one could overcome and needs to overcome. Because essentially every Nekuda of Galia is Sosim. It's trickled down in Galia when it comes to Torah, when it comes to Kuchabrichu, and when it comes to the Neshama. And this comes back to the discussion that we had some time ago. 
two questions that were asked that I'm just going to finish with. Somebody asked some time ago. What does it mean to serve God not for selfish motives? L'cha'oida, a person who serves Hashem for schar is not serving Hashem, is serving himself. One person wants potato chips, another person wants ice cream, another person wants elam haba. Okay, it's a nicer schar, but it's essentially the same idea. So what's pshat to serve Hashem? You're not serving Hashem. You're serving yourself. The Maharal says this. You're serving yourself. So this is an important question. What does it mean to serve? Could you even serve Hashem? The emphasis is, a person, you do something, you do it for yourself. What's motivating you? Yourself. What's yourself? You want ruchnius, you want Elam Haba. The only way this real Avodah Hashem is Mitzad Yisrael. Because Mitzad Yisrael, Avodah Hashem is essentially, you're one with Him. So you're not looking for an incentive. There's no motivation. You are one. This is who you are. After Hashem the next issue that it's very relevant is how Hasidus is being practiced or taught in today's generation. When the Baal Shem Tev Soiviv was not linked to Mamale, it cannot educate the generation. Why? Because you don't have the mechanism to apply it to a halachic life. So it remains a Shalashudas Taira, or what they like to say, a Chsidish Avart. Right? I think I told you once that the, 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 how do I know that a shear of mine failed? If somebody tells me at the end it was a good vart, then I know that I failed in the shear. They tell me it was a good vart, I know that it wasn't. They, they, either they didn't understand it or I didn't explain it. If it's a vart. Well, it's a vart? This is a vart? It's another kvetch you found? <laughs> Why? Because it's two worlds that are divorced. So there's vertlach, the Baal Shem Tev has a vort, the Badichev has a vort, it's a good vort from the Svasemes, it's a good vort from, from the Be'er Ma'am Chaim, a shine vort from the Mar Shemesh. and usually it's like a comforting vort, it's like almost the father smacks you up, and then the mother goes like this, so, so the, the father, who's the real educator, smacks you up, and then the mother, well, we still love you, we still love you, but it's not this. Feel the tire. The feel-good title, yeah, Ayid is this. But there's, there's, there's Judaism, there's the meat potato of Judaism. So how do you expect to create a curriculum of education based on Saiv of Kalama? You're teaching Shulchan Aruch, you're teaching Tzniyas, and all the intricacies of Tzniyas, and all the Chumras of Tzniyas, you're teaching all the Halachas. You're dealing with, with, with tough, tough discipline. So of course, you go in, de facto, you go into that space. So that's why the whole Mahalach of the Baal Shem Tev has been, I'm not going to say forgotten, but has been severely diluted forsaken. or forsaken even among communities and institutions that claim with pride that they follow the Derech of Baal Shem Tev. And they don't even realize the contradiction in terms. So it goes back to what we discussed, that in Lakuta Torah the big focus is the synthesis of Soiviv and Mamale, of Yaakov and Yisrael, of Sosim and Galia. And according to him, it's all in that central posik of Yiddishkeit, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elekeinu, 
Hashem Echad. Once you can identify that, then the result is Vahafta Es Hashem Eloikecha. Started with the question though, which is why did this only come in 1700? Oh, oh, oh! But the truth is, I mean, yes. that's that really comes down to the Gemara and Chagiga that you only start teaching right. this to right. people who really exactly. have their feet in Galia. In Galia, right? So his history needed a couple yes. of thousand yes. years of the Jews practicing yeah. Galia before the Balshemda could emerge and say, "Now that you have right. you learn your Bikiyas, now you can start learning the Bonshevian." Right. right. Which is why probably the Alpha Rebbe had a right to Shulchan Aruch before he could. Could be too. Could be too. The Magad asked him to write a Shulchan Aruch. Right. And in your own shear here, you start first by learning Gemara Allah in the morning, and then comes the learning of Hasidus. This is the, this is yes. the dessert. Yes. Yes. From that perspective, Judaism is actually maturing rather than getting further away. There's also another point. The Sassim was present but in a sasimdika way. And the Baal Shem felt that if it's not articulated, it's going to be lost. That's a very important idea. The sasim was present, but it was transmitted through chicken soup, not through literature. It was present. You have to understand that. Like Tarsha Baal Pen, the time of Tanakh. It was present, but you didn't have Maram Shifts and Marshals and Bekivegis and Taisvesen. Right, yeah, yeah. Because Kabbalah essentially comes before. Now, Chassidus is not Mamash Kabbalah, but the two are very closely closely connected. I, I remember I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he said a Geshmak He says, by Matan Taida, by Matan Taida, he says, Nigla is Gigebing of Aram Benister, or Nister is Gigebing of Aram Benigla. By Matan Taida itself, Aser Sadibus has the whole Taida, Sadigon says. But it was Benister. <laughs> and Nister was Benigla, because my summer, there was the Atarese Latas. says, by Matan Taid itself, Nigla was Benister. Some Seifer said, you know what some Seifer said, yeah? Seifer said, somebody who makes fun of Nister Benigla makes fun of Nigla Benister. Someone who makes fun of. Some Seifer's of art. Somebody who mocks Nister of Torah ben Nigla, they also mock Nigla ben Nister. You hear? Somebody who mocks and says, this is the joke, the joke, the joke, stop with jokes. Let's get back to the real Judaism. Right? So, it doesn't, I don't think the meant He doesn't mean bemazed. I don't think Dafka. It's, it's a certain element. He can't take Torah really seriously. Ultimately, it's it's a, you know what it is. It's it's ultimately a game. It's a puzzle. Which it's a puzzle. Judaism is it's a complex puzzle. You know every mission of Bruden and this, but it's really a puzzle. It's he can't really take it seriously. So the Vilna Gaon, right? Most of his writings are Nister. He's considered the father of the Litvish movement. He has much more writings in Kabbalah than he has in Nikola. Far more, you can't compare. And Reb Chaim Volozhna writes, and other Talmudim, that most of his time he spent learning, at some point in his life, he, st- he spent learning on Nista, not Nikola. Most of his time he dedicated to Kabbalah. That's very interesting. He has an interpretation in Shir Hash- in uh, there's an expression in uh, Shleim HaMelech says, 
Yehi Mekar Chabaruch Smach Me'eshes Norecha You remember the law Pasek? Nebisagel Pri Yehi Mekar Chabaruch Smach Me'eshes Norecha Yehi Mekar Chabaruch Smach Me'eshes Norecha This is a Pasek by Shloy Mahamelech in Mishle I think Perik Hey Literally it means Yehi Mekar your source, the, the source of, of reproduction should be blessed, and you should have joy with the wife of your youth. You know, you should have a good family life. The Gilnagon says as follows, Shir Hashidim, he has a Peter, not Shir Hashidim, Peter Hagrol Mishle, that was written by his student of Menachem Mendel of Shklov. So he says as follows, Yehi Mekar Chabaruch, in Torah, you have the manifestation of Torah, and you have the mocker of Torah. Manifestation of Torah is Galia. The mocker of Torah is Nister. It would be like, I would give an example of a computer. You have the program, the way we function with it, and the back end. The code. The code. The whole program is based on the code, but if you display the code, most people would get migraine headaches. You know what codes look like? You ever read codes? Yeah. You, you write codes, No. Thousands and thousands of, of codes, literally. You go crazy. So that for us, for us dummies, they give us the bottom line. But what is it based on? It's based on the code. So the Gon says, If your mucker is baruch, in other words, you have brach, a blessing in your mucker, your typhus nister, then usmach me'eshes nurecha. Eshes nurecha is the wife of your youth. Because when you're a kid, you can't learn nister. You have to learn nigla. That's what kids are. You start inundating children. You, can, you have to learn mishnayas, gemara, chumash, tamach. He says, but when you'll go back to the makar of smach, you'll find a new simcha in Eishas Nurech, in the Torah that you learned from your youth. Why? Because he says, you'll see that every line in gemara is representative of cosmic truths. Every line in halacha really is a code it's the display of a code that represents truths on a mystical, spiritual, psychological, emotional level. And then it trickles down into the nigla, which is the halacha. And that's why. So sometimes people will see in the Teres Achsid is like a vart in Gemara. It's a vart, it's a pshetl. It's not a pshetl, it's not a vart. It's the mucker. The way the mucker manifests itself in nigla is this way. But if you can't bring the two together, if you don't see that they're one, ultimately you, one of two things happen. Either you become lax with the nigla, because eh, I'm not interested in it. What do I need these details? That's what a lot of Jews, they'll say, you know, this detail, that, who cares? You've got to be ludicrous to think that God cares about how long you wait after meat till you eat vanilla ice cream at Soy Shabbos. You gotta be a moron to think that. And mincha, maidiv, diktokalshal, divri soifrim, leave me alone, right? The energy, I want the energy, I want the love, I want the romance. And then you have the other side, which is like, no, this is Messiah. So then you gotta block out that. Elamai for Shalashudas will say Apsataira, we'll learn Apsana Siva Shalom to make us feel a little better. Um, uh, so essentially, essentially, this brings us to the point that I think. That one of probably to to articulate to articulate one of the probably big contributions of the Alter Rebbe the Balatanya was this 
if you'll read any of his Ramon, you'll see this is his stream of thought. Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Echad, the Soivif must be internalized. The Yisrael must be processed. If it's not processed, it remains aloof, remains sublime, and ultimately the two will have a split, and either you'll run this way, or you'll run this way. And the emiss is that Hashem Echad, that it's one, it's really one. Okay. You see page 124, Pedig Beis, right? V'ha'etzah. So based on the premise of Perik Aleph, which I guess can be summarized in a sentence, that authentic tshuva really is to recognize that your true self is extremely as wholesome as could be, your core self is sacred, wholesome, untarnished, unblemished, <coughs> not toxic and not sinful. And as he put it, that the core of the Jew is yachid, echad yachid, meyuchidim, Hashem yizbarech, belishum pirud b'shum oifen, is completely one with Hashem and could never be separated or fragmented to the point that it's not even capable of sin because it is a chelik alakamimal and all of the psukim that talk about the soul being severed is never talking about the essence and the core of the soul but only about its manifestation and the way it's experienced in the conscious uh, uh, presence, in the conscious being of a person's identity, what then is real tshuva? Real tshuva is that as a result of various uh, things a person does in life, there is a... Uh, there becomes a they become uh, disaligned. They become disaligned. There is a disalignment between in his words, between the Yisrael and the Yaakov, between the head and the feet, between the higher self and the lower self, between the deeper self and the more external self, that I don't know anymore who I really am. So Shuva Yisrael means to be able to reveal, reveal that who you really are, who are you really, you are, the one who is completely one with God. That is who you are. And that's the big avoid of tshuva. So, and and that's the whole essence of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Echad. Shema Yisrael. The first thing you have to know is that you are a Yisrael. What's a Yisrael? Afal Pishachata. Yisrael, what does it mean Yisrael? Yisrael means that even though you sin, you're Yisrael. In other words, that you really never sinned. Afal pishachata, you hear the taich? Afal pishachata, Yisrael, Yisrael means in other words, you never sin, or there's a part of you that never sin, which is you, but you don't recognize it as you anymore, which is in itself part of what sin accomplishes, that you don't see who you are. And therefore, the tshuva is to create realignment between the Yisrael and the Yaakov, between the head and the toe, between the head and the foot, and to be able to realize that Hashem and Elekeinu is really Echad. Hashem and Elekeinu is really Echad. So that the pure oneness and the absolute perfection of the soul in its complete intimacy with God, that is actually who I am, even in my conscious, limited perception of self. Is that a fair summation? Okay. 
The Eitzah to be able to reveal this secret of the heart and eliminate the darkness. Like he said before, you have a dark space, but there's a candle hidden. So what you have to do is not to fight the darkness. You just have to expose the candle and then the place gets filled with light. And that's what healing is. Healing, according to this, is not, I'm going to make you healthy. You are healthy. You are healthy. That's a critical, critical chiddush here. You are healthy. You're good. You just don't know you. So you understand that the, the paradigm shift in this is dramatic. Because I'm not creating a healthy person. In fact, I don't even have to teach you anything. Real education is not teaching people anything. It's teaching them what they really know. But they don't know that they know. That's what real education is. The Balatanya writes somewhere in the Chidusha. Shma b'ni Musar avicha v'al titosh teresimecha. Right? Posek and Mishle, you know from the song. Shma b'ni. Listen to the Musar of your father and don't abandon the Torah of your mother. Why? When it comes to your father, Shma. When it comes to your mother, it shows you Shma, Torah Simecha. And here it's Musar and here it's Torah. So the Chidush Sharim says, the Gemara says, Enidah, Daflamid, Tinak b'mei imoy, Malamdin oisekala terakula. When you're in the fetus, when you're a fetus in the womb, you learn the whole Torah. That's Torah Simecha. <laughs> That's the Torah of your mother. So Shma b'ni Musa Ravicha. This is the rebuke that your father tells you. Okay? No, it's Yom Kippur. Come, let's go to Shul. Va'al titoish, don't let go of Torah Simecha. That's the Torah that's already inside of you before you were born. You don't have to hear it, you already know it. Va'al titoish, don't let go of Torah Simecha. That's not Musar. That's the Torah that's innate, it's organic, it's holistic. Right? Al titoish Torah Simecha. Why malam de noise kala kula? So it's like a niggin. You know how uh, if you love music, you hear this tune and you fall in love with it, and then you forget it. And you keep on trying to remind yourself, right? And, and you say, well, how does it go? And people start singing, no, no, it's not it, it's not it. So what is it? I don't know. But then when you hear somebody singing it, you know it's it. But I, you forgot it. You didn't really forget it. You just consciously, you can't bring it up, but it's stored in your, your, in your files, in your memory files. When somebody sings it, it resonates. So here is the key. Balatanya explains elsewhere. If Torah doesn't resonate, that means you never heard it before. If you never heard it before, it means you never learned it in the womb of your mother. If you never learned it in the womb of your mother, it means it's not Torah. So if it doesn't resonate like a song that you grew up with, so then it's something you didn't hear in the womb of your mother. If it didn't hear in the womb of your mother, so then it's something off. It's not the Torah Simech. So real Torah always resonates. What does it mean resonates? It soothes you like a song that you grew up with, that it's in your, in your subconscious. So whenever you hear Taita and it makes you like this, what's the word? It, uh, it makes you uptight. It makes you uh, heavy. It makes you recoil. It doesn't resonate at all. It's like on the contrary, you have to build defenses. So then, back to our uh, discussion. So then there's something off in the Taita that you're being taught. In other words, real Taita... It's almost like I knew it already. If it's real Torah, I already knew it. I didn't know it. 
mamish, I maybe couldn't articulate it, but on some level I knew it. On some level I knew it. So really here, this is the whole concept of, of, of tshuva. I'm not making you good. I'm not making you from evil good. No, 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 no. The, what you need to do tshuva on, besides the sin, is that you think that the sin, that's you. Which is in many ways worse than the sin itself. So real tshuva simply means allowing your inner light to be able to fill your space, to be able to see already how much light there is in you. Now, of course, automatically you're going to want to repair all your mistakes because you want to you want to get rid of that that darkness and you realize that that's completely alien to who you are. What's the etza to do this? There are two types of rachmanas. We talk about over rachman and over rachamim. You'll see in the Nusach HaTfilah, sometimes we say Avar like in the morning in Avas Oilam, right? We say Avas Oilam or Avar Rabba, Aftanu Hashem Alekeinu, Avinu Av, Harachamon, Hamirachim, Rachim, Naleinu, Vesembe Libeinu Bina. When it comes to Shmoyna Esra, Micha Moicha, Asai Shmei Tshuva, Micha Moicha, Avar It's interesting that in many Nuschayas, uh, there's a switch, right? Shabbos Musaf or other times, of harachamim. What's the difference of harachamon or of harachamim? He says pidush of harachamon. Let's translate. Of harachamon means a father who is compassionate. There's a father who may not be compassionate. He is an of harachamon. What's of harachamim? Like we say shoychemiraimim. That's not a father who's compassionate. It's the father of compassion. Not a father who is compassionate, the father of compassion. What's the difference? Pirush, Avarachaman is you have compassion on a person, but it's rational. Your seichel, your rationality, says you should have compassion. A person possesses this attribute of Rachmanazu. If somebody aggravated me, if somebody did something wrong, but he appeases, he asks Mechila once or twice, is it rational to forgive or it's irrational to forgive? He says if a person feels bad, they express remorse, they say, I was weak, I'm human, I made a mistake, I have a Yetzirah. Okay, we make up. It's not irrational, it's not absurd to be cruel and, and to be an achzer and to say no one is allowed to make mistakes. People make mistakes. I made a mistake. Intentionally, unintentionally, fine. I, I, I had a moment of weakness. Seichel tells you, you forgive. Pam ushtayim, but But what happens if he does it again and then again? How many mistakes are you making? <laughs> Every day is another mistake. Once, fine. Twice, fine. Three times, four times, ten times, twenty times. So now it's not real anymore. Now you just want to be Mitzayir me. So why should I be your Michael just to enable you to do it again? So when we say by Hashem, Avarachman, we say a father who is compassionate, but the Rachmanis is based on a system. It's based on a system that makes sense. It makes sense to have compassion. Yes, you could say we don't believe in compassion. Quit per quo. You start up with me, I start up with you, there's no forgiveness. But a culture, a civilization can survive if there's no forgiveness. If there's no forgiveness, you can't create a people, you can't create a nation. Sefer Shmois cannot happen till at the end of Sefer Bereshis. The end of Sefer Bereshis is a story of forgiveness. 
The first siblings in history kill each other, expel each other, ban each other, fight with each other. As we end Bereshus, Yosef and his brothers could make up, can rec- reconcile. Now you could become a people in Shmois. You can't have a nation, you can't have a world if there's no forgiveness. Rachmanis makes sense. I, Midas Hadin, no, no, you started up with me, that's it. I cut you out of my life. We had a fight, never again. Those words are not Alpi Seichel. I, Rachmanis, is an extra Midas, compassionate sensitivity, but he says that's Alpi Seichel. Forgiveness is necessary, it's inherent to humanity, it's inherent to civilization. Cultures who can't forgive, Nations who can't forgive, people who can't forgive, families who can't forgive, siblings who can't forgive, can't prosper. They can't function. They can't grow. They remain stuck in old patterns of resentment and frustration and anger, as we know is sometimes the case. But that's all Rachmanus Alpi Seichel. Avarachman means a compassionate father. That's not Avarachamim. Avarachamim means you're the father of compassion. Rachamim as a noun. Rachamon is not a noun. Rachamon describes the person of a Rachamon. Rachamim is the very entity called Rachmanas, and he is the author of Rachamim. If he is the author, the author is not defined by it. An author of something, if you created something, you define it, it does not define you. So of a Rachamim, you define it. You created the very entity of Rachmanas. If you created that very entity of Rachmanas, then you're not defined by any of its properties. So he says, There is compassion without measurement, without a shir. Rationally, you're not obligated to forgive. You're not obligated to have Rachmanas. Why? Why not? This man violated, aggravated, caused you harm many times, again and again and again. Rationally, you say, what's the point here? <laughs> it's a pella. I mean, we, we do Shvanessa, we don't think much, right? A few hours later, a few hours later, might have, three times a day. Imagine every half an hour you call your wife and you say, by the way, I just did something against you. I'm sorry. You call back 40, she says, I forgive you. 45 minutes later, I just did something else against you. I just wrote another email about you. I'm sorry. Okay. Another few hours later, at some point, what is she going to say? What is she going to tell you at some point? Once a day is already, three times a day, that's what you're doing with God. <laughs> and what do you say after this? That's why you can't just say, you forgive. You're not just forgiving. Marba means there's no sheer. Ah, you asked me yesterday, you asked me an hour ago, you asked me, especially when you do hear a mincha and might have together. Right? In a lot of shuls, mincha might have together. So you just asked me forgiveness, and now six minutes later, again, what are you asking me forgiveness for? Whatever it is for. So that's the Chanan HaMar, but that comes from Avar Rachamim. Avar Rachamim, there's no shear whatsoever. There's no shear. I will forgive you forever. Always. One has to tune in to that Pchina of Rachmanus. 
Dahainu be Yudgimel Midasarachimim. This is what we say. These are the Yudgimel Midasarachim we say in Micha, the Nusach of Tashlach, other Nusach. The Pasuk says in Micha, Mi Kel Kamoicha, Noise Avain, Vaiver Al Pesha. Who is a God like you? Who? What's Noise Avain? Literally, Noise, we say Noise forgives. Really, Noise, what does Noise mean? Lift up. Vaiver, pass over. He says, Shemagbiya Ha'avan. He lifts up the sin. Va'oivet al-Pesha, Shemaviray. Hu mikel kamaych. Mikel kamaych. Who is a God like you? In other words, this is unique. What makes it unique? What makes it unique is because it's avarachamim. It's chanon hamarbelesloich. As many times as it happens and as grave as it is, you may stop believing in yourself, but God will never stop believing in you. And the moment you show up, I'm there. I don't say, oh, you showed up yesterday, I know you're going to fall tomorrow. If you're here, I am automatically here. You will never, ever damage the relationship from my perspective, in other words. There's nothing you can do to me that I will say at some point, I'm cutting you off from my life. That's what a real, that's what a real father and a real mother is. There's nothing you can do that I say, at this point, it's done. It's the whole Maimir here. Nasa Adam Betzalmenu Kidmuseinu, of course. When I'm an Avarachamon, no. But sometimes I have to become an Avarachamim. Avarachamim, of course. An Avarachamim. And that's, that's what unconditional relationship means. That's what an unconditional, unconditional love means. Now, does that make a person worse? Or does it make, it, make a person better? People are always afraid if you show so much love, people will take advantage of you, right? So yes, you have to understand who you're dealing with, you know, and understand the boundaries, but sometimes when you're dealing with a broken person, when you're dealing with a broken person, that's the only option, because if you don't do that, so then what happens is, they can't even find the resources within themselves to find any value in themselves, the love allows them to simply believe in themselves, to believe that there's still value in themselves. Like we spoke in Matais about the father and the daughter, the Shama Aviyah Snidra, you remember. So you have here the Avarachamim, which is Belishir. That's Mikael Kamaych. Vizel, this is the Pshat. This is quite an interpretation now in the Pasik in the David Hashem Oiri, Chavzayim. We say it's a whole Tishrei. Ki avi, a whole Elul and Tishrei. Ki avi ve'imi azavuni v'ashem yasveni. What does this mean? Every day, my father and mother abandon me and God takes me in. So somebody, Khalila, that they had, they were abandoned by parents, parents who didn't care for them, whether they didn't have parents or parents they had physically but not emotionally. So you say, avi ve'imi azavuni. If I never got the nurture I need from my parents, I have to find it in my relationship with God. May not be easy. And David HaMelech had this, because David HaMelech, as we know, Chazal say, he was thrown out of the house. His father didn't even believe that he was his son, right? For many years, till David was 28, they assumed he was a mamzer. Agan Samais is not for now, but David HaMelech was banished from his house. Muzar ha'yisi libnei echoi, v'nochri libnei imi, it says in Tehillim. That's how people shot. But here there's a deeper concept that applies to everybody. 
V'im kol zeh Hashem ya'asveini ayinu b'chines of harachamin. That's the word. Sometimes the regular conventional of Arachimah doesn't apply to me. You know why? I sinned and I sinned again and I sinned again and I slapped you in the face again and again and again. So therefore, it's done. Enough. Stop playing games. Go find another relationship with other people. Say, no, no, no. God says, you don't understand. I will never, ever, ever turn my back on you. There's no mitzias that I will abandon you. It doesn't exist. Of a my relationship to you is unequivocal. Nothing you can do will ever tarnish my desire to be connected to you. So the moment you come to say, I'm sorry, I'm in. I'm here. And it's not that if you didn't say, I'm sorry, I'm not connected. The reason I always forgive you is because even if you don't say, I'm sorry, I'm connected. It's just if you don't say, I'm sorry, you don't know that I'm connected to you. That's the idea. You understand? It's not if you say I'm sorry, then I'll come back to you. If that was the case, then after how many times? After how many? The Vart is, like he said before, we're one. So therefore the relationship is inseparable. But as long as you don't say I'm sorry, you don't know that we're one. You think that we're strangers. That's why, that's why you, you're, you're fighting me. You're, you're, you know, I'm still your enemy. But I'm there. So the moment you say, I'm sorry, I'm there. I was always there. But when you say, I'm sorry, you'll be able to feel it. When you say, I'm sorry, despite knowing that by logic I have no right to come right. to you, the only reason I say, I'm sorry, is because I know there's a part of you right. that's not going to go by logic. Right. Yeah. There's a part of what? There's a part of you that doesn't play by logic. Right. And that's why Davud Raham says, you know, Yom Kippur, there's the four Bechains, right? After after Ata Kaddish, Uvechain Yiskadish, Uvechain Tain Pachtacha, Uvechain Tain Kavad, Uvechain Tzadikim. So the question is, why is this Uvechain? It's Pshashani Yom Kippur. So the Rishon Davud Raham brings that the Bechain, the fourth Bechain is from Megillus Esther. Ubechain Ovey Alamelech Ashaloi Chados. This is the Bechain Ovey Alamelech Ashaloi Chados. And Purim and Yim Kippur, it says the Kunazar, the same Pchina. Purim and Yim Kippur, you come to the king, Loi Kados. The king said, according to the laws, you don't belong here. Fakert, Achas Dosoi, this relationship, there's laws, you don't come in. Esther says, Ubechain Ovey Alamelech Ashaloi Chados. Why? Because our relationship is not based on a dos, it's not based only on religion. Thus, it's not only based on behavior. It's the essence. Our essence is one. So that you can always come back. Hashem Yasveh. So why only the fourth one? I don't remember. So a person, a person, when they tune into this, the oil is there. And this pure forgiveness... That's why he says the eights is to go and that's why you give him the sarachemim. It's always Mikel Kamaich. That's why you'll see Slichis or Shoshonim. You give him the sarachemim plays such a role because you give him the sarachemim at the beginning of of harachamim, not the beginning of of harachamon. This itself you have to know how to tune into this. In other words, what does it mean? How do you arouse this? How do you tune into this? How do you believe it? How do you identify? For this, you have to remember the pasuk. 
Vahashivoisa el Levavecha. Moshe Rabbeinu tells us, you see, we turn to Samach Gimel Amaralaf, right? Moshe Rabbeinu tells us that we're learning it. This is the Parshas. He's picking these Psukim because it's Avi Vimi, Vahayaki Avayu Elecha. This is Parshas Nitzavim, right? Vahayaki Avayu Elecha Kalad Varamelo. When all these things happen to you, Nitzavim Peter Klamet. Vashivoisa Elevavecha. You will return. What's me? Hashem voice alavavecha. And Yiddish would say, "Vesnem in some hearts." And you will. We say it every morning in Aleinu, right? Viadaita hayoyim, vahashem voice alavavecha. You'll you'll bring it to your heart. But really, Hashem voice comes from the word hashavas aved, the lahashiv to return. You'll return it to your heart. What does this mean? What does it mean? Vashem voice alavavecha. What will you return? So he teaches Pirush Hashem voice. Means you have to return to your own heart. You hear? You will return to your heart. What does this mean? You'll return to your own heart. Which heart? Now, here's a few lines that uh, are absolutely marvelous. If I could express myself this way. The first step in all healing is to know your source, to know where you come from, where you used to be. And now you could say, now I went away from there. Why? Because So you know where, you have a reference point where to go back. If somebody doesn't know where his house is, or he doesn't know that he has a house, and he gets lost on the road, and somebody says, Where do you come from? He says, I don't have a house. I don't know where my house is. You don't know where to go back. So you come to a person and you say, Where? To where? Where? Oh, to me. You have to come back to me. You want me to become like you. The first thing he says, if you want somebody to return, they have to have to where to return. So first they have to know who they really are, where they come from. They have to understand their intimacy with God. They have to understand the Yisrael, back to Shema Yisrael. You have to understand how good you are to be able to have a reference where you could go. If you think that you're damaged, if you think you don't have a house to go back to, you don't want to go back to the house, because that's the problem place. So then... You're lost. Okay, you're lost. So what do we do now? What do we do now? Where are we going? Do we create a new house? No. Shuva means you return. You don't create something new. You have to know where your heart really is. And now I'm going to take you back to your house. So that's the first thing. However, But you have to know one more thing. And that is, you have to know your place right now. Where did you get lost? You have to understand where the interruption happened. Where, you know, like you went out of your house and there was a path, there was a road, there was a turn. Where the distortion happened? How did you get to where you are now? But before you go there, you first have to know that there's always that space that you can come back to. There's that sacred space that's invincible. The sacred space where there's an unconditional relationship the space of Yisrael where you never left. The you never left. Vahashivoisa elevavecha. Yashivis atzmai elevavoy. 
So he has to know that Pnimius Halev, the Pchin of Yisrael, the Afal Pishachato, Yisrael. Then we could, that, that has to be established immediately. Your house. Then we can establish and discuss also where you are now. Because you have to get from here to there. So you have to know where there is, but you also have to know where you are because you have to get back. If I don't know where I am now, it's not going to work. <laughs> and if I don't know where I'm coming from, it's not going to work. So the reason that Waze and GPS is so wonderful is because they have an address. <laughs> if there's no address that you put in, if you have no destination, Waze with the You tell Waze, I'm lost. Where do you want to go? Where's your house? Put in your house. Then I could, wherever you are, I'll take you back. GPS is God's positioning system. <laughs> but if you don't have an address of destination, you don't have a house, they can't help you. They'll tell you, make a right, make a right. Go straight for nine miles and make a left. Fine, and where am I going? So you tell a person you're lost, you're bad, you're balaveda, do tshuva. Where, where are you taking me? Tell me where you're taking me. All you're telling me is that I'm bad, I'm lost. Okay, so I'll get more lost. That's the Yisoyed here. We always have to put in an address. Where's your house? That's our objective. Once I know where your house is, now let's figure out where you are. Now the computer will pop, will come in. Now my, now the question is, at what point does Waze give up? At what point does the GPS say, you know what, you didn't listen to me a whole day. Like most men who know better, right? Especially if the voice in the GPS is a woman, so they can't listen to it because Chas Shalom, it sounds like his wife telling him where to go. So the GPS says, make a right, you make a left. Go straight, you go left. You go right, go backwards, go here, go there, because I know better. You're going to tell me how to get to New Jersey? You're going to tell me how to get I'm going there 30 years. So... What does he do? Recalculate, 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 recalculate. At what point does he stay? I'm not recalculating anymore. You're a mishugana. You're hopeless. You, you are a loser. There's nothing to do with you, I'm telling you. Right? But that's of harachamon. When it comes to God's positioning system, wherever you go, he says, recalculate, recalculate, recalculate. Ah, you didn't listen a hundred times. Okay, we'll figure it out this time. But you always have an address to go to. You always have a house where you came from. And you have to figure out where you are. Then the person can be Because if I don't have this reference point, if I don't understand how good I am, if I don't understand how sacred I am, if I don't understand that there's a space that's called my home, where I'm safe, where I'm not lost, where I am one with myself, then I don't have this racham and that I could tune into, that I could be ma'ir. This relationship has to be established in a very powerful way. And this is where unconditional love plays such a crucial role. Because it's not that with unconditional love the person is going to manipulate it. In this situation, without it, they don't have a space that they can call their own. They don't have a space they can call their own. So what happens? They just believe that the wilderness, that becomes their space. So what do they do? They construct a home out of wilderness. What type of home is the home that you build of wilderness? It's a home of anxiety. It's a home of anarchy. It's a home that has no foundation because you were desperate to create a new home for yourself. 
So the worst thing to do is to throw somebody out of a house that they don't have a house anymore. When they don't have a place that they could call home physically, or here he's talking about spiritually, socially, emotionally, they have to make a new home. They have to create a new home. You always have to have the place called called home. Okay, so we're page Samach Gimel, page 125. Okay, the line starts... Uh, Samach Gimel, column 1, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. One, two, six lines from the top of Kishayasim Eliboy. So let's, uh, let's just summarize the Nekuda, the main Nekuda here. The Pasuk says, Vayivra as Adam Elikim. Hashem created the Adam in his image, in the image of Elikim. At first glance, it's redundant. So the Balatanya explains here in the Kudatayra that there's two Pchinis in the Adam. There's one Nikud in the Adam that is Betzalmai, and there's one Nikud in the Adam that's Betzalamalakim. There's a Nikud in the Neshama that's created in his image, and a Nikud of the Neshama that's created in the image of Hashem. What's these two Nikudas? What's these two dimensions of the soul? They, co- they parallel or correspond to the two uh, dimensions of uh, godliness that are discussed, already mentioned in the Zohar and discussed at length in Teres Anister, Kuchabricha Uyu Seivav Kalaman and Iyum Amalekalaman. Or the other way in the Zohar, Iyum Amalekalaman and Iyum Seivav Kalaman. And the point in a sentence is, Amalekalaman is the presence of God, the way it's experienced by each creation according to its unique chemistry, capacity, capability. And therefore it's different. Every nivra has its own individual appreciation of its divine energy based on who it is. Because its divine energy is basically what it is. It makes up its individual nature. Or to quote David HaMelech in Tehillim, Ki ani yadati higadul Hashem. I know that God is great, and the way I know it is different than the way you know it, because I am not you, and you are not me. And that's why you have in Seder Shira, right? You have Perik Shira. You ever learn Perik Shira? You have all the different uh, songs that the animals communicate to the master of the world every day. And if you wake up early enough, you hear what goes on outside. Nature is alive and well. As Aloysa Shacha comes up, the birds have a whole Nusach very intense Nusach the deer in their own way, and all the other creatures in Muncie and uh, the world over. So every Nivra has its own relationship, its own unique quality, because this is the divine energy that is what Taylor made to every creature. And then you have Seiv of Kalalman. Seiv of Kalalman is the divine in its, so to speak, I'm not going to say natural habitat, but basically the divine in its own purity, not restricted, not... Uh, contracted, not limited, and therefore not tailor-made, but its presence is what it is, therefore it's infinite in every space, in every time, in every moment, because it transcends the particularities and the unique individual qualities of every nivra, therefore it doesn't change between one creature and another creature, between higher and lower, between one space and another space. It's universal and beyond universal. And it's, it's uniform because it's always the same. It's, it's in the state of bleak wool of infinity. The neshama also has these two dimensions, and that's what's fascinating here. 
that the human soul, the Jewish soul, also operates on two levels. One is called Yaakov, one is called Yisrael. The mamali of the neshama is the way we experience it. I feel that I'm alive. The way we experience it in terms of a battery, an engine, fuel, gas, electricity of the body. But that's really the leg, the foot, the lower aspect of the neshama. Even deeper than that is the, the, the ability of the neshama of seichel, which is unique to a soul. The ability to comprehend, to be curious, to ask questions, to be inquisitive and to understand things that are even truth that transcendent. Unlike an animal's mind, an animal also has a great mind, but the animal's mind is always uh, utilitarian. In other words, it always seeks survival. It seeks survival, right? The animal searches for food, basically. A human being also search for food. But the seichel of the neshama is capable of also comprehending what is beyond. That is all the memali of the neshama. The seivah of the neshama is that it's a chelek mal. It's completely one with Hashem, echad, yachad, and and nothing can change that because it is completely one with the divine. And that it retain, that is its, its, its pure essence that always remains, just like seivah of kalalmin, and never changes, doesn't change in time doesn't change in space, doesn't change in circumstance, doesn't change in people. Just like soiviv, you're not going to say that in a tzaddik, there's more soiviv than in a kal shabakalim. It's not true. Smemale, yeah, because the tzaddik is aware of spirituality. But in soiviv, it's the same soiviv. It's Hashemayim Vesoritz, Ani Mole, is everywhere. It's everywhere and in every person. So this is the of the neshama, the kal shabakalim has, just like the greatest Jew, I, it speaks about karis, benichrus on nefesh, that's only... The nefesh could get cut off, only the Yaakov of the nefesh, but the Nekudah of the Yisrael of the nefesh could never get cut off. But then there was the, uh, one more Nekudah, and that is that Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem, and what's Tshuva? Sorry, what's Tshuva? Tshuva then is not to reconnect to God because you're always connected. Tshuva is to reconnect, to reconnect yourself to your true self, to reconnect your Yaakov to your Yisrael, your feet to your head, that the moon should reflect the sun. But the sun is always shining. That's the Pshat Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Shema Yisrael. The first thing is you have to know that you're Yisrael. Shema you're Yisrael. So Shema Yisrael. Listen Yisrael. Listen you who are Yisrael. Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem, which is Elokeinu, is Hashem Echad. And that's the Chiddush. It's not Pshat that you should think that you have two selves. You're not one person, you're two people. You may be even split like a certain spiritual schizophrenia. And there's a part of you, maybe a higher part, that is one with the divine. But then there's your real self, your lower self. No. Shema Yisrael. You are Yisrael. Why are you Yisrael? You're not Yisrael. The answer is because Hashem Elekeinu. Hashem is Elekeinu. And both Hashem and Elekim, Elekeinu is Hashem Echot. It's one. Because the emes is that even Mamale is really also soiviv. What says even Mamali is soiviv? It's not pshat that God imparts two different types of energy. The difference between Mamali and soiviv is only our perception. In other words, the light of Mamali is such that the human being, it lends itself for the human being to grasp a certain amount of it and not another amount of it. In other words, what I get from it is what I'm capable of getting from it. To give a, maybe a little marshal, not a, it's not a, it's not a, not a very accurate marshal. Let's say a Rosh Hashiva is giving a shear. It's the same shear. 
But two people hear different messages completely. One person may appreciate the full depth of it. One person may get 5% of it. One person may get 50% of it. And maybe nobody will get all of it. Really nobody will get all of it the way he would be able to understand it. It's the same shear. He didn't give a different shear. Everyone has access to the same words. But everybody hears what they're capable of hearing. But it doesn't change the depth of the shear. So even Mamale Yisaivif, it's just that in Mamale, the difference is that it allows everyone to define it based on their terms. You get right to the core. Right, right to the core. He's not saying Kodesh is perception. <laughs> As I said in a previous year, when we speak about perception here, we don't mean perception of hallucination. Perception that's not true. This is a perception that's created by the Creator. The perception of, 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 of differentiation, the perception of separation, the perception of concealment is, is, is reality in terms of... Uh, it's the experience that humanity is capable of experiencing. When a person is trying to understand the process of realignment, the process of healing, so they have to understand that it's not that there's two selves. There's one self that's damaged, and then there's a higher self that's undamaged. The vart is, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad, there is one you. Because that Yisrael, that is you. That is really who you are. You could really live with that, Yisrael. That is you. The challenge thus is that you don't know it anymore. It's fragmented. And it allows you to perceive yourself in a new way. For a person to access this space, he says, you need not of haracha mon, but of haracha mim, which is the nekudah of rachmonis that is infinite and uninhibited. And therefore, there's no... Mitzias, that there's no forgiveness. There's never, you made too many mistakes and therefore you're cut off. No, there's always going to be forgiveness. Because even you have Hashem, Hashem Yasveni. But in order to access that, he says, What's Literally, it's tired. You should take it to heart. It means you have to return to your heart. Because the klal here is, you always have to know when somebody is lost, you always have to know where they live. Right? You tell your child, if you get lost, know your address. Why is it important to know your address? You can tell people where to take you. You don't know where you live. There's no reference point. I so, yes. Yeah. Musaf Shabbos, and many Nuschayas, you change from Rachamon to Rachamim. Like, Michamoycha Avarachamim. And also Shabbos, we say Avarachamim, Shaychem Eremim. It's also Rachamim, over Rachamim. Hmm? Over there, it's actually the other way around. Over there, you talk about the Jews who got killed, Al-Kiddush Hashem. Mm-hmm. So you don't put it in the category of over Rachamon, because it's not Rachamon as that you could see. You say over Rachamim, it's the author of Rachamim, so it's not defined by the regular attribute of Rachamonis. Over there, it's the other way around, you understand? It's not the Rachamim that you could see Rachamim. Yifkid berachamim ha-chasidim v'yisharim v'atmim and kilos ha-koydish ha-mastronavshom that's rooted in avarachamim, not avarachamon. The one who created rachmanas is not defined by the properties of rachmanas the way we perceive it. What's the definition of compassion? For us, rachmanas is not uh, what we say there in avarachamim, on the contrary. Why is that? Huh? 
No, I'm just saying. I'm just bavarning that. Yeah, because Musaf is a, is a deeper pchina than Shachros. It's a special for Shabbos. Shabbos is avarachamim. So a person has to know where they live. A person has to know where they got lost. And how they got lost. So then you could follow back the path from where you are to where you come from, where you ought to be, where your destiny is. When a person realizes all of this, he will find himself. That his heart take to come away from the proper path, which is really his own, to a place of taivas, which means addictions, uh, all types of inclinations that are taking him away from his house. A person may tell his own darkness and say, what do you want from me? There's nothing for me to do. Blame it on God. He is the one who did it all. He took the neshama, and he put it down in this state of perception. You're telling me, you're still connected, you have a house. What do you want from me? It's not my fault. God did all, all this. He took the Nisham and he put it down here. He took this Yisrael and he put it into a space where it's completely concealed. So what's Vils do? Even the Churban Beis HaMikdash Chazal say, based on a Pasuk in Eicha, Miza Amar Mashem God had to command the Churban Beis HaMikdash. So you also had to command my Churban Beis HaMikdash. So therefore the person resigns to their state of being detached. It's not, it's not me, it's him. This is the Pasek continues. This Pasek of Moshin Rabbeinu. So Moshin Rabbeinu continues. That's the I'm not sure that's the truth. Because we see the phrase sometimes. The Adam or I think it also means desire, right? Like we come across the phrase. Yeah, in other words... Uh, uh, if you whisper yourself some uh, rationalization. Yeah. But I think also it has to do with desire. Is it a hush of a person? A push? No, I think lachash, like a whisper. I think, no, yeah. I think it has a the push that he's talking about. Right. But I, what desire, right? If a person is going to want to say. I don't know. I'm not sure. So the Pasuk says in Nitzavim, V'hoyaki avoyu elecha kol advarim me'ela bracha v'aklala, v'ashivoysa levavecha b'chol ha'goyim ashehidichach Hashem alekech Hashemah. So literally it means, once you're by the nations where God threw you out to, He cast you away, you'll, you'll, ha'shivoysa, you'll bring things to your heart. He's saying ha'shivoysa means you have to return to your own heart. It's all in your heart. We are among all the nations where He cast you away. And then it says, "V'shavta Hashem alakecha, v'shamata bekoilai, v'shav Hashem alakecha, shvuscha v'rechamecha, v'shav v'kibetzcha." So he says, "The pasuk continues when you're going to say, what do you want from me? You threw me down here, b'chal hagayim, v'as v'stu fumir.' So the pasuk says, 'Asher hidichacha Hashem alakecha shama.' Hidichacha comes from the word hadocha, which means cast away. 
From God's perspective, the whole kavana was just hadocha, not that you should remain there. Huh? No, no, hadocha from the word uh, cast, yeah, cast away. But lahadocha ba'alma. In other words, don't think that the vart here is that the concealment is a real, authentic concealment that you were destined to remain far away. No, the whole kavana here is hadocha ba'alma that a person should be able to be able to see who he is and who he really is and overcome the hadocha. In other words, the kavana was not that the person should get lost. The kavana was that the person should be able to identify even within the darkness of a situation who they really are. So it's not that God had designed for the person that the person has to be wounded, the person has to be alienated, the person has to be scarred, the person has to be in a blemished state. I there was hidichacha, there is a concealment. Yeah, but the kavan of that is that the person should should overcome the concealment, should be magbir the tzur alachayim. When a person realizes who they are and they are in a low space, what makes them in a low space? Because they're really in such a lofty space. So when a person realizes that they're not namuch, they're just b'makim namuch. I'm in a lowly space. I'm not lowly. If I'm lowly, then I'm not in a lowly space. I'm in a in the right space. But you're dealing here with a chelik elikami mal that went into a lowly space in the guf and in the animal soul, which doesn't often allow it to perceive itself. For this, a person arouses tremendous compassion for their own truth, which is the chelik elika, the divine fragment, the divine part that I have, that a person has, that is completely one with Hashem. What he described earlier, the b'china of Yisrael, the b'china of Saiv of Kalalman, which is mamish yachid and with Hashem, and nothing can change that. And yet that spark fell and became so distant from its from a tall mountain, me'igri rama, so the expression in Gemara and Chagiga, me'igri rama lebira amikta, from its place of its chiyus. And not that it changed, the Yisrael didn't change, but that's what you have compassion for. You have compassion for that you're still, if you're not a prince anymore, you're not a prince, but you're really still a prince, you're really still a king. Because as he said before, nothing could cut off the Yisrael from God. And yet, it's so powerful, it's so authentic, it's so deep, it's so extraordinary, but you're completely unaware of it. It's eclipsed. And, and yet you're supposed to be able to encourage by Rabbi to have Rachmanus on this part of yourself that you have no feeling is there. Right. What do you want to say? Going back to the, the Karis question, the Karis of perception, really, what I mean, Karis would be, it's a Karis of the perception. It's not, it's not what do you mean? The question was, is Karis perception? Kar, the definition of Karis, according to what he's saying, is it's my perception is cut off. Yes. The chorus is on the perception. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Person's perception, they're completely cut off. Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Alekecha Ki Chashalta Ba'avinecha The head and the foot are completely out of sync with each other. So therefore, the person ought to feel bad for the Chelek Aleka. The person ought to realize their Achmonis on the Chelek Aleka that is in a state where 
it's lost. I come from this house, this is my house, but now I'm lost. But I have to know the house. When I know the house, I could say, I'm lost now. This doesn't become my new house. The tragedy is, I'm lost, so now this is my house. I don't have another house. That's what happens. People don't have a house, they have to make new houses for themselves. And those houses are not exactly suitable to who they are. So this is your house, this is your place. Now I'm lost. Feel Rachmanis, feel empathy for who you are, for who you really are, for Yechelekelekamimah. Vizel, and this is the Pshah that the Pasuk says, Yashuv El Hashem Virachamehu. Like we learned, uh, we say it a lot during uh, Slichus and during Asar Simei Tshuva and during Yom Kippur, the Pasuk from Yeshaya Hanavi. You remember the Pasuk? Dirshu Hashem b'imotzei z'daftayr of a tainis sibur, Yeshaya Nunhei. Dirshu Hashem b'imotzei kru'u b'yoyseh karev, Yazev rosh adarka v'yishavim achshavoyso, v'yoshev al Hashem v'yirachamehu. Now here comes the most daring interpretation, the most daring line in this Maimer, probably. How does everybody tie to Rachamehu? V'yoshev al Hashem, you'll return to Hashem. V'yirachamehu and Hashem, it goes on He. Hashem, He will have compassion on Him, meaning on the person. V'yoshev al Hashem, v'yirachamehu will have Rachmanus on you. But the truth is, in Diktuk, there's a problem there. Because V'yirachamehu doesn't say who. It says, have Rachmanus on Him. So usually you go on the one that you spoke about before. When I say He... It comes after a sentence. sentence. Huh? Subject, you were the subject sentence. of the sentence. So when I say he, it goes back to you. Who is the he right before this? V'yoshev al-Hashem. He'll return to Hashem. V'yirachameyu will have rachmanus on him. Who's the him? So he's taiches. V'zel v'yoshev al-Hashem v'yirachameyu. Pirush she'yirachem al-Hashem yizbarach baruchu. What shuva means is that you have rachmanus on Hashem kevayach. Why should you do tshuva? V'rachamei, you have rachmanes on him, on Hashem. Why? Because you are a chelik eleka mimal. That's what the rachmanes really is. Rachmanes is you are godly, you are divine. You decided you're not divine. You don't feel your divinity. You don't feel your godliness. You don't feel your wholesomeness. So what healing means is that you should really see it's all there and nothing really changed. Nothing changed. The only thing that changed is your perception of who you are. Because what life can do is, life can't change you. Life can only change how you experience yourself. Just like Mamala Kalalman is Saif of Kalalman. It's just experienced in a different way. But it's Shema Yisrael. You're Yisrael. Why? Because Hashem Elekeinu, Hashem Echot. If Hashem and Elekim were two separate Shemas, then you're not Yisrael. There is a Psa Yisrael in you. Okay, so it's in you. But the Vart is that it's Hashem Echad, it's really one. So the Yaakov is the Yisrael. When we speak about two aspects of the soul, that was a mistake. We speak about two aspects of the soul simply for our vocabulary, to distinguish between our perception of reality and reality. But the MS is that you are a Chelek HaLekamimah. Your whole Nesham is a Chelek HaLekamimah. Everything. Elamai, just like in Memalek our minds allow us to tell ourselves that we're only connected to a certain level of energy. This is who I am. But that's gufa, something you should have rachamim, especially when a person sins, a person gets lost. you have rachmanus on Hashem Yisbarach. Even if you don't have rachmanus on yourself, you should have rachmanus on God, you should have rachmanus.
In Breslov they say a Maisa. In Breslov they say a Maisa. In the, in the stories of Breslov. That Rabbi Nachman of Breslov once came to visit the Balatanya, the Alter Rebbe. And he stayed with them. And um, so the Alter Rebbe asked Rabbi Nachman to say Torah. He didn't want to say. He said, you say Torah. So he said a Maimer, he said a Drush. And in the middle of the Maimer, he said, there's a Pasuk in Kapitel Kofiates of Tehillim. Rachamecha Rabim Hashem Kemishpotecha Chayeni, I believe, right? Rachamecha, in the end of Kofiates, in the Rations. Rachamecha Rabim Hashem. What's Pshat? So everybody touches. Rachamecha, your compassion is great, Hashem. The Balatanya said to Reb Nachman, Rachamecha Rabim Hashem, Avdir Gott is a greater Rachmanus. Rachamecha Rabim Hashem, the Rachmanus on you is great. So you know Reb Nachman was very uh, into this type of uh, language. <laughs> so he was, <laughs> he was absolutely overwhelmed. That's what they say in Brasil. He said, the interpretation moved him to his core. Why? What is he really saying? What he's saying, is, have Rachmanis on you, but who are you? <laughs> you are a chelik alekami mal, so it's really Rachmanis kevayachal on Hashem, who is so uh, eclipsed, and uh, the truth of it is so, you're, you're deprived from that own truth of yourself. This explains why we say in Kippur, all the Gviduyim, Hashamnu Bagadnu, and he means non-stop. The Lechayda Lama Zehasipur. Why are you telling God stories about all you sins? Allah Hashem is Baruch Yedeya Kol Taluma Slave. We really contradict ourselves. We keep on saying Ata Yedeya Kol Cha. What's the last? Ata Yedeya Kol Chadri Vatin. Right? Ata Chayfus Kol Chadri Vatin. Avoichin Klayis Valeiv. Ain Daver Nelim in Mecca. Ain Nistam in You know everything. What is it? It's not really a kasha, because what the din of Vidu is you have to misfad, I'm saying it's not really. No, he wants to understand what the Nekud is. The part of the Vidu is to become cognizant of the Rachamim, the compassion you ought to have on your own Chelek HaLekami Ma'a. That's why before every Hashamnu there's a strange introduction. Eleikenu, v'lekei aviseinu, always. Tovei lefanechat v'laseinu, and then at the end, she'einu anu hazefanu m'g'sheref lemo lefanechat, Hashem eleikenu v'lekei aviseinu. Again, twice before every Hashemnu you say, you're my God, our God, and the God of our fathers. Why? Eleikenu is k'echeinu v'chayuseinu. Eleikenu, keil means k'ayach. Eleikenu means our k'ayach, our strength, our life. V'lekei aviseinu. And the life force of our fathers, who gavoya may al gavoya higher and higher, for whom may igre rama, which comes from a high mountain, or machmazen is oyre rachemim gdoylem mil maila, or mamelen is oyre etzaladam gamkin avul abayriyusbarach. What is he saying? Before a shamnu, you first have to recognize who you are. If you just say a shamnu bagadnu, I sinned, I sinned, I sinned, you might be saying you are a sinner. That's who you are. So first, you have to say alekenu. What's Elekeinu? We're back to Shema Yisrael. Hashem Elekeinu. Vahaftas Hashem Elekech. All like a child who used to be one with a father. 
but then the child becomes a separate entity. He said before, Vahaftas Hashem Elekecha, why? Because he's Tamid Elekecha. It's always Elekecha. Because Hashem is Elekecha. You're always completely one. Mamish one. So that's Elekeinu. Then there's Elekeaviseinu. What's Elekeaviseinu? So he says it very bekitzer, but the Nekudah here is, your father represents your source, where you come from. So there's the way, Elekeinu, your individual personality. Elekeaviseinu would mean the way I identify who I am in my core, in my source, it's the individual personality of that too. Gavaya ma'al gavaya. When you speak about identity, there's layers. I could look at you, I could see who you are. When I know your father, I could see you in the context of your father. When I know his father, I could see him in the context of his father. So sometimes we don't say it in a complimentary way. But here he's saying in a very complimentary way. In other words, if it's you, if it's your father, it's always elekeinu, elekeaviseinu, gavaya ma'al gavaya. But who is the person... The person is completely one with Hashem. Then when they say, Ashamnu, Bagadnu, Gazanu, Debarnu, Daifi, how alien, it's almost like Ashamnu is almost like a, it's like a satirical play. It's like, really? Ashamnu, Bagadnu. Isn't that funny, God? Isn't that? Ashamnu, Bagadnu, it's almost like satire. It's almost like a comedy. This is basically what I turned myself into. Ashamnu, Bagadnu, Gazanu, Debarnu, Daifi. This is weird, no? So then you say, You know who I am. What's the v'chein? The v'chein is very strange. What's the v'chein? So you know all the secrets. Okay, so you know all the secrets. Therefore, I can't hide all the demons. So now forgive me. What's the v'chein? Because you know all the secrets, that's why you should forgive me. You know all the secrets, so it doesn't pay to hide. What's the v'chein yiratzen? You thought about this yesterday? No, Okay. The v'chein is, you know who I am. So if you know who I am, of course you forgive me. Because this is not me. Who is doing the hadocha? The hadocha comes malmaila. But the kavon is that the person should reveal, like we learned in the Maimer of Tikkun B'chayda Shoifer, should reveal the klal and the prat, right? Should reveal the alakus in this world. That's the whole kavona. So therefore the person says vidui because he says you need to be ma'ayri racham and gedolim. When a person feels empathy for their soul, it's ma'ayri of a racham and lamayla also. There's a ayris racham and lamayla. First, a person ought to really feel empathy for themselves, for their soul, for their journey, for their chelak elikamimal. A person ought to feel rachamim on their own state. And this is a tremendous quality because it's Ma'ir Rachim and Ma'ilah. So, Mela, this also explains in the beginning of Tachnun, there's always a very strange statement, which now we understand it. Always, right? So, imagine you come to confess to somebody and you say, I have to say I'm sorry. I'm not going to stand here and tell you that I'm a tzaddik. I'm going to tell you the truth. Generally, when people tell you, I swear to you, I'm not lying. I'm I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. If you're telling the truth, you don't have to tell me so many times that you're not lying. You don't have to come and apologize. I'm not going to tell you that I'm innocent. What type of introduction is that? Just say that you're not. Say, I'm sorry. Basically, it's almost like coming. Really, I could, it's already it's a shvache vidui. Really, <laughs> well, 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 I'm not telling. Son, what's this introduction? Say a sham. 
And again, you say, Alekeinu v'lekeinu 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 She'ein ono azifanum k'sheref lo'ymo l'fanecha Hashem alekeinu v'lekeinu v'lekeinu But the word is, the Shalom brings, when it says, Al-Tikri b'nayich el when you say Al-Tikri, you're not negating it. <laughs> you're embracing it. You're just saying it's not only this. All negative is really positive in some way. When you say something is not, there's already a relationship with it. If it's not a hava mini, you don't have to say not, right? You have to negate something because it's a psametzius, it's an inyan. Really, when we recognize there's a nekuda that's but we don't want to remain there. Because if you just remain there, ultimately there's a split. There's a nekuda with tzadikim anachnu as he explained at length. That mitzad the nekuda of Yisrael, there's no chait. There's no chait. And then a Chagav, since it's in Yana de Yoyma, this is the Pshat, he explains elsewhere, in, in Gemara and Shavuos, there's a Machleikas, if it's Sumay Shal Yoyma Chaper, Rebbe and Rabbanon, what do you need to have atonement on Yom Kippur? So Rabbanon say, you need Shuvah. Rebbe says, it's Sumay Shal Yoyma Chaper. The day is Machaper, nothing else, you don't have to do Shuvah. You don't have to do Shuvah on Yom Kippur. It's interesting, the Rambam and Hilchus Shuvah combines both Shittas. He says, "Itzumer shall yoy mechaper l'shavim." What's what's the havana? Itzumer shall yoy mechaper. What's it's a joke? Yom Kippur comes, abracadabra, clean slate. You didn't apologize. You don't feel bad. No remorse. It's a day, a funny day. The day comes, mechaper. And even the Rambam doesn't reject it and say, "No, you have to do tshuva. If you do tshuva, Hashem." No, he says, "Itzumer shall yoy mechaper l'shavim." Pshat is that the Yom Kippur says there's five tefillas on Yom Kippur because there's five pchinas of the neshama nefesh ruach neshama chaya yechidah the highest is yechidah the pchin of Yisrael on Yom Kippur the nekuda of the neshama emerges when the nekuda of the neshama emerges there's no chait that's pshat there's no chait yechidah so what do you need the Lashavim? The Lashavim is just that you should be able to experience it. You should be able to internalize it. Our relationship could be as powerful as ever, but I don't know it. I don't see it, I don't feel it, I don't experience it. Lashavim allows you to experience it. That's the Vyashav Hashem Virachameyu. So I'm not going to say, Tzadikim Anachnu V'loi Chatanu. In other words, I am going to say, but I'm not going to remain by saying, Elikeinu, Elikeaviseinu. This also, somebody asked me, what do you have to suddenly start saying Lashon Hara about your parents? They also did it. Blaming your father for everything? The whole Aviseinu here is strange. The Aviseinu is a Hemshech to be Elekeinu Elekei Aviseinu. It's Elekei Aviseinu. Elekeinu represents that Elekos is your Koyach. Aviseinu is that it's the Koyach of your Shodesh. Of your shodesh and of the shodesh of your shodesh and the shodesh of the shodesh of the shodesh kavoya. So the nekudir is that the chatanu allows that on all the levels of the self, your own self, and your deeper self, where you come from, there's a partition between who you really are and who you think you are, or who you became in your own perception. And the one who you became in your own perception is the great tragedy that you think that you're really detached that you're unholy, you're unwholesome. 
So the greatest Rachmanis on a person is when they think that they're not healthy, when they think that they're damaged, when they think that they're not capable. According to him, that's the greatest compassion that you have to have Rachmanis on yourself for thinking that you have to have so much Rachmanis on yourself. <laughs> you have to have Rachmanis on yourself for thinking that you're such you're damaged. But that's the Rachmanis. The Rachmanis is not, I'm damaged, so I have Rachmanis. No, no, no. The Rachmanis is that you think you need Rachmanis. You think you're so scarred. You think you're so wounded. You don't understand your infinity. You don't understand your wholesomeness. You don't understand your sacredness. And that's really a Rachmanis on Hashem, because that's the whole Nakuda. That you are a Chelek HaLekamimal. This Nakuda of the Neshama is a Chelek HaLekamimal. Seva Mamali are one. I wanted to finish the Maimah today, okay. Good luck, right? <laughs> you have Today to and tomorrow, to, uh, what? Huh? You have to fast with Shavim. Shavim, true. I mean, the Pesach says, what is it? Uh, the Anisim is not just there, which means leather and fasting, and that's it. That is real. It happened already. I mean, what's the game for next year? What? <laughs> <laughs> You said the etzim of the yom itself is, is mechaper, right? So I'm asking, is that work only if you're fasting and, and not wearing leather, or forget about the davening for right now? I mean, it's, it's, everybody's davening is different anyway. It's sumishal yom means without davening. It's sumishal yom means the day yeah. itself. Nothing you but do, is nothing. It with the fasting and the, the inisim, no. not just no. no. No, I'm, I'm thinking about people who are not really religious and don't even go to the Gemara says, says that the Gemara says that even Rebbe, it's not mechaper on karas diyoyma. In other words, eating on yom kippur that's not mechaper. Why not? If it's sumer mechaper, let it be mechaper also on karas diyoyma. Karas diyoyma means let's say I eat, so it's a karas benichrasan nefesh. Eating on Yom Kippur is an Issacharis, right? Not perception. perception. Not perception. Issacharis is a serious thing. He's saying, don't think Karis means that the etzim of the Neshama is cut off from Hashem. That doesn't mean that Karis is perception. Because you came only for Chsidis, you had to come for Shulchan Aruch. <laughs> You're going straight to Saiviv. <laughs> So why takikar is the yoyma doesn't work? So the Rakhachava says, the Sofnas Paneich says, the Rakhachava Gon says, very geshmak avart. Ain kateger nasa You can have the prosecutor becoming your defender, right? So he says like this. You want yom kippur should be mechaper. <laughs> What's the koyach of yom kippur to kippur to be mechaper? The kedushas hayoyim of yom kippur. When the person is eating on yom kippur, for that act, what is that act saying? That act is saying, Yom Kippur is nothing. Yom Kippur is just another day. So by doing that act, you're depleting Yom Kippur from its energy for you. If a person stamped it in Aveda, even a huge Aveda, Yom Kippur is mechaper. Okay, Medetach and Lamdus. You're right. We're not talking about Tinnik Shanishba. We're talking somebody who, uh, if it's Beshayig, it's Beshayig. He's not talking about that. Then it's not Karis. There's no cards for shaygig ever. It's all mazed. If it's a shaygig, he's just hungry and he doesn't know. So fine, he eats. So it's a shaygig. What does he know? He knows what karis is. He knows what a Jew is. He knows what God is. So it's not a mazed. 
Mezid, you really have to know. You push have to know. It's hard to find today an over Aveda Bemezid. You know that. It's very hard to find. I'm still looking. I'm still looking. It's very, very hard today to find a kid or anybody who's over an Aveda really Bemezid. Bemezid, you have to understand. You have to, first of all, think that God is not abusive. If you think God is abusive, then it's not a Mezid. <laughs> What's the Mezid here? You have to be, you have to think God. Huh? You're basically defending yourself against an abuser who would not do it. If you really believe God was an abuser, right? Your mother is an abuser. I don't mean yours. Somebody's father is an abuser, and they tell him to do something. At some point, when you're 16 years old, you look at your father and you say, "The game is over. It's time to report you." So, if somebody experiences, unfortunately, God in that way, I think it's very hard to call them amazing. I think. You understand why I'm saying? What's the mazed? What's the mazed? You're rebelling against what? You're trying to protect yourself from what your perception is abuse. So it's very hard today to find an over Aveda bemazed. I mean, even the Chazaynish in his Truvis in Yeridea speaks about the Jews in Eretz and he says that uh, generally uh, all the Mamari Chazal about. Uh, you know, Mumrim and all that, it's very hard to apply today when most is Tinegh Shanishbu. What's the concept of a Tinegh Shanishba? Tinegh Shanishba means, it means literally you kidnapped somebody and you raised them Bain Ha'akam, of course. But the concept is Dach, that you can't blame them because there's no absolutely no significance to what they're doing. There's no cognizance of, 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 of any serious rebellion. So it's very hard to find that Nakuda. But if somebody is Taka doing it, it. Bemezid means, you know, there's, there's an awareness of what it is, and nonetheless I'm doing it, and you can't be a Meshugana. Because if you're a Meshugana, you're Vaita Potter, you know, Cher Shaitavakatan is the Potter from Kalatayra Kula. So uh, if that's the situation, so then the Rakachava says, you want Yim Kippur to be Mechapim, it's not the Kedusha of Yim Kippur, right? But for this Aveda, what is this Aveda? Saying that Yim Kippur is nothing, so you're like, you're shooting, you're shooting yourself in the leg, because. You're taking out from the hefts of Yom Kippur, you're, you're, you know, you're taking out the air from the balloon. Echtov Ashov, Ein Maspikin Biyadilas' children. What's the Shaykhaz? No, Ein Maspikin doesn't mean it won't apply. Ein Maspikin means they don't help you out. But if you do it, of course you do Shuvah. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.